You are listening to The Counselor's Chair, a podcast where we explore all things human, mental health, psychology, philosophy, and a few extras. We are excited you are with us for this episode, which is the second of two episodes where we discuss the ins and outs of depression and ways to cope. Be sure to check us out on all forms of social media and visit our YouTube channel at The Counselor's Chair. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Josh Sello here. Um, I wanted to take a second and let you know about our next podcast. We're looking forward to having our first guest on, Charlie Miser. Charlie's the president of East West Digital Media and a devoted family man. He also happens to be a close personal friend. Andrew, Charlie, and I will explore ways in which friendship can move you forward in life. We will discuss how surrounding yourself with the right people can influence you towards positive living, sticking with change, and taking healthy risk. We'll also talk a bit about how toxic friendships can work against your overall success. So if you enjoy dad jokes and sincere, thoughtful reflection, it should really be a good time. All right, I'll let you get back to the podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to the Traverse Counseling Service podcast, uh, now called the Counselor's Chair. And it's good to be back with you for the second part of our series on coping with depression. Again, this is based off of the article that we wrote for the blog or that I wrote for the blog called 20 Ways to Fight with Depression. And we're just going to go through the points on this that we left off of um, in our previous in our previous podcast, in the previous show. <clears throat> just a brief recap of what that was. We, we talked a little bit about depression, symptoms of depression, what depression looks like. And then we sort of rolled through, I think it was eight or nine of the different ways that you can cope and fight with depression. If you're interested in that, just hop back an episode, start with that. And uh, this is the follow-up. This is the follow-up to that. And we're just going to just hop right in. Um, So uh, the first first one that we'll go over today is uh, yoga and meditation. So... Uh, Andrew's more experienced in this personally than I am, so I'm going to let just kind of let you take off with what you feel like is important for people to hear uh, on this one. Yeah, Namaste, brother. Namaste. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, so you know, there's there's so much research coming out about the the benefits of meditation specifically. Um, I mean. Uh, one of the common things you know that we hear frequently is that you know it's it's just a it's a great way to combat depression and anxiety. Um, it the brain scans actually show that even uh, just like 10 minutes of meditation over a period of about 60 days will actually change your brain structure. Uh, parts of the brain that uh, might be uh, darker on brain spec imaging uh, will actually um, you know. Uh, I guess be brighter. Yeah, yeah, they'll burn <laughs> a little know. brighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, so people might you know want to know like, okay, so what's what's happening? Like, what is what is meditation? So, um, you know, what happens in our in daily, you know, society and just having expectations and schedules and uh, media devices, uh, it kind of takes us out of the, the present moment. And we talk a lot about the here and now in counseling, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, from a primal standpoint, uh, you know, our ancestors, 
you know, might have just been focused on a handful of things, just whatever they had to do that day. So we'll go from just kind of a hunter-gatherer standpoint. You know, they wake up, it's they're probably hungry, so it's, you know, it's about it's about survival. You know, it's about, you know, uh, growing food, hunting food, finding food, uh, probably, you know, talking and interacting with family. But, you know, outside of that, I mean, that's pretty much it. So um, that's kind of what, that's kind of a lifestyle that our brains were, you know that we over time we adjusted to so um, meditation is kind of going back to that uh, to that state it, it's it's a it's a way to just be present in the moment not trying to judge yourself or what's going on it's literally just going through your senses um, kind of uh, you know being aware of what you're hearing what you're seeing what you're feeling um, we might go through a whole day and feel tension or anxiety and never stop and actually just evaluate and like, why am I feeling this way? Or even just, just yeah. being, you know, mindful, so to speak of, you know, where in your body do you feel stress? Where do you feel tension? Like we might just think to ourselves, man, I have a headache all day. What is this from? You know, um, and you know, it could just be, uh, like thoughts like we talked about from last week. Uh, you know, it could, I mean, it could be a myriad of things. Um, sometimes we put pressure on ourselves that, that might feed certain symptoms that might cause, um, you know, us to have, have us to have stress in the body. And so, you know, therefore, uh, being able to ground yourself, take a few minutes, take, we all know about what well, we, well, I don't know, what know about, but I mean, we've all heard about deep breathing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, what deep breathing does, and that's part of meditation of being, um, you know, aware of the inhale, the sensations of the inhale. It's a great precursor to kind of go into a meditative state to be aware of the long inhale and then the exhale and kind of uh, being mindful and not trying to change anything of the flow of inhale, exhale. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of a, I mean, it, I don't know, I could talk about this for days. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to to talk yeah. about in right. it and I think even with that deep breathing stuff just getting oxygen into your mm -hmm. into your blood and into your brain actually makes quite a bit of a difference as far as anxiety is concerned yes right uh, there's a really uh, <clears throat> brilliant researcher Zapolsky uh, wrote a book a uh, very popular book in our field called why zebras don't get ulcers yes. and he, he breaks down what our anxiety is why we have anxiety kind of like what uh, Andrew was talking about in regards to primal anxieties of survival <clears throat> and he basically uh, in less words says we all have anxiety disorders because we are now engaging our, our systems um, you know our nervous systems with anxieties that won't actually kill us or things that are making us anxious that aren't actual threats to our lives right. um, so uh, yeah even taking a taking a breath getting oxygen into your system and allowing yourself to have some some clarity can let you know what is a threat and what isn't a threat right, right. Yeah, yeah and to go off of that i mean so what we're talking about is cortisol mm -hmm. right which so cortisol is your stress hormone it's it's what tells you to fight or fight basically mm -hmm. um and so say for example, and this is something I talk about to clients about all the time, say for example, you are in uh, immediate danger. Uh, so you're in a car accident or you're being attacked by a bear or you're you know, in a situation where you might be drowning, you experienced that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, 
you know, so your so your brain, you know, obviously is going to tell your body to fight or flight to mm-hmm. do as much damage as, or well, not damage, but well, I guess if you're in a attacker type situation, yeah. you're going to do the most aggressive thing to get out of that situation. So what happens is again in our modern day you know society the grind so to speak running late to work having a disagreement with a spouse um, your cortisol levels are going to go up and so by you know doing deep breathing uh, again if you're being attacked by a bear in the wilderness you're not going to stop and just say okay like (laughs) (sighs) you know just take a take a nice long deep breath you know um uh, you know, so, you know, naturally you're, you're, you're basically telling your body, Hey, like you're safe. Um, and it, it's just a nice, it's just a, it's a good check-in. A lot of people meditate in the morning, you know, just taking 10 minutes, um, you know, just to, just to be aware not trying to change anything. Now, one thing I hear all the time is meditation is really hard. Um, and it, and it, it, it is difficult in mm-hmm. the sense of, you know, everybody thinks they're meditating wrong. Um, because, you know, your thoughts are going to come in, your schedule is going to come in, your kids are going to start crying, you know, uh, you know, something's going to come up that's going to take you out of the present moment and that's completely okay. Um, it's just, it's just, the point is, is that you're observing it. You're, you're present with it. You're, Mm -hmm. you're fully intentional and not, again, not judging, not trying to change your environment, but just being, just being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, we this is probably a whole podcast that yeah, we could do sometime. But I'm thinking that too. Um, I do want to touch on yoga. Um, so we've all heard that um, that food can be medicine for us, right? As as long as we're eating the right food, or it can be poison for us. Well, in the same light, so to speak. Um, Yoga can also also be medicine for your body. Again, going back to devices, weird. Um, and I know I'm horrible at this. I mean, as far as like looking at your phone or devices, you're hunched over. Um, when you are texting and you're bent over like this, if you if you can see me. <laughs> um, well, anyway, we all know test neck basically, or text neck. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, that actually puts 60 pounds of pressure um, on, on your neck and shoulders when we're hunched over like that. It's an unnatural posture uh, for us to, to be in for long periods of time. Um, so your medicine, I mean, your uh, yoga can be medicine for your body in the sense that it, it helps with posture. Um, a lot of people, you know, get depressed because of chronic pain. You know, uh, people have knee and back and neck issues and that and over prolonged, mm-hmm. you know, we, we resort to surgeries and, and opiates and yeah. that can obviously create addiction and, and mm-hmm. also add to depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whereas, you know, taking 10 minutes a day to do various types of stretching, you know, being mindful, being present, uh, meditation and yoga can kind of go hand in hand in the sense of, you know, it's even if it's just like bend over and touch your toes, you're not thinking about your schedule, you're not thinking about anything other than just the sensations you feel in that in the in the here and now, in yeah. the present moment. Um, so it is a mind-body connection, and it can be medicine for your body to obviously become more limber. Uh, and you know, people want to say, you know, well, I can't do yoga because I'm just not flexible. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like. 
you know, I can't do pull-ups. <laughs> right. I just can't. Well, right. you know, it's like, yeah. well, you know, do more pull. Try to do more yeah. assisted pull-ups until you get to the point where you mm-hmm. can do one. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's just like, well, I don't like reading. Well, you know, maybe try reading things that interest you, or you know, I mean, it's just, it's just any kind of facet in life. You know, you there's a there's a process, there's a progression. Mm-hmm. Even going back to depression, there is a there's a process. Um, you know, even in, in meditation, you're you're training your brain. So if you're even if you have 90 seconds of just total just being present in the moment out of 10 minutes like that's that's definitely a really good starting place oh yeah um yeah. you know and over time you'll train your brain to be able to be more present so you might be able to you know over time go three straight minutes where you're just focused on the breath not trying to change anything um and then uh you know i mean yoga is just there's there's good uh community and i don't know i'm kind of bouncing around but um uh, there's classes. If you're in the Cleveland area, you can go to uh, studio, studio 22. Yes, yeah. there's yeah. so many studio this and that. Yeah, yeah, Cosmetology. But yeah, I've actually gone there a handful of times. Um, I know our office manager and your wife Julia has uh, used to go there a lot. It's like it's totally affordable. It's like five dollars a class, which mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. If you, um, I was in Alexandria, Virginia one time, and it was like. Uh, $600 a month to go oh <laughs> be part of a, uh, uh, of course, Alexandria is a little different mm-hmm. than Cleveland, Tennessee, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so, I mean, and if you go to Chattanooga, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 pretty expensive, um, but I mean, any any gym membership, most gyms are going to have, throw in some yoga classes and different things, so I mean, it, you know, it, there, is a, there is a community aspect, which yeah. we talked about last week, and we're probably going to go a little more in depth than uh, two today, but... Yeah, so that's just kind of an overview from my perspective. And again, obviously, the more I'm talking, my, my brain is swarming. So yeah. I'm just thinking maybe this is something we can spend a, uh, mm-hmm. some time on. But yeah. Surely, yeah. I think I think revisiting this topic for a future podcast uh, in, in the near future would, mm-hmm. would be a really would be a really good thing. And I, I had some thoughts as Andrew was talking as well. Um, <clears throat> particularly the I'm not. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not flexible enough for yoga, or I have the brain capacity of a squirrel, and I'm all over the place. I can't mm-hmm. meditate. Um, I do have the attention span of a squirrel, personally, and <laughs> there are certain. But so what's good to know is there's all different types of meditations, and you can find these meditations oh, online. Man. You can find them on podcasts. You can yeah, find them YouTube. YouTube is just I mean, chock full of different meditations. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is a gratefulness meditation that I mm-hmm. practice every morning. And I, I can I can do it for between five and ten minutes depending on the day. Uh, or I really I just pick three things that I'm grateful for, and I yep. picture them, and I allow myself to be grateful. It's an incredible way to start the day. It's a good way. It's a good foot to start the day on to be grateful for. And you kind of feel some of those anxieties melt away, particularly when you see what it is that you've been blessed with in your life. Uh, so that it, it, it's a progression. It's something that takes time to do. Um, there's a there's some really cool ones that you can do in the evening for sleep as well to yep. kind of prep you for sleep. And you can do a Google search of those, but there's some there's some really, really effective ones that I've I've tried. And thoughts thoughts on yoga too. Um, if you can't get into a gym there's a ton of stuff on YouTube. There's a ton of stuff on your Amazon. There's apps. Prime. Um, I yeah. use Yoga Studio. It was mm-hmm. actually voted second best app, I think, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's just like a one-time 
fee of like 30 bucks or it's like a $30 annual something or other. It sure. is so user-friendly and it's all different levels. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. So. Yeah, and, and yoga is an incredible tool if your depression is also related to some past trauma, mm -hmm. um, particularly if it's a sexual trauma or a trauma that you experienced with your body yeah. or to your body. You can you can use yoga as a tool to sort of reconnect with your body in a helpful way, yeah. in a healthy way, yeah. um, and learn the sensations of your body over again. It really is a great tool for depression associated with trauma, or if there's no depression associated with trauma, though that's kind of rare. <clears throat> if, if you're going and processing through trauma or not processing through trauma, yoga can be a really, really good tool to help win your body back. And meditation, I think, again, it's a really good tool to help you wind your mind back. Uh, right. Win, not wind. <laughs> win your mind back uh, from anxiety. So, yeah, I, again, uh, Studio 22 here in Cleveland, there's a great okay. studio in St. Elmo called Peace Strength Yoga. Peace Strength Yoga, I believe that I'm getting that. Yep, peace, strength, yoga, and they really do focus on being uh, in tune with your body in both of those studios. But you can also use your Y membership. Uh, a lot of the people who do these studios yep. also are the same instructors that do classes at the YMCA or maybe a different gym that you may be a part of. So right. again, great thing. Uh, also, just kind of like... Uh, there's been a stigma spiritually around yoga and meditation like yes. it's sort of voodoo-ish or you know it, it is tied to some of the Eastern um, philosophies and religions but they wouldn't call themselves religious it, I know that there's some connection there what's cool is in 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 the studio in Cleveland but also in other studios they'll bring in a sort of Christian um, perspective onto that sure. or they'll kind of keep any sort of religious or philosophy uh, or, or Eastern philosophy absent from the session itself because it may right. not be comfortable for everybody but if it is comfortable for you you surely uh, sure. you can surely pop pop into those classes and plug in in a more philosophical or uh, spiritual religious manner but they it is it, it, it it's good to know that Whatever you conceptualize as the spirit and the soul, um, yoga and yeah, the self, yoga and meditation are a great way to connect with those and to experience healing in those. And you can bring in your religious background into that experience too. It's not some exclusive Eastern right. um, philosophy or religion. So I did, I did want to make that statement because I think we're seeing. A dissolution. Uh, <laughs> I'm fumbling all over my words tonight. Um, I think we've seen a, a decrease in the stigma around those things. Ha however, I do want to just address that as someone who's participated in both yoga and meditation, uh, and not really associating it with with some of the Eastern philosophy and religion. Um, so I just right. want to throw that out there and. Um, something for you to consider. One thing I'd like to also add is obviously um, consult your doctor. Obviously, before mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't want to just say, you know, if you've had chronic back and neck pain or what have you, you know, um, you know, certainly, you know, consulting your your physician before you before you decide to do that. Also, there are a myriad of mental health uh, diagnosis that's probably not good for. Uh, doing meditation. So say, for example, if you've had um, 
previous uh, bouts of psychosis or anything like that. Um, if you see a psychiatrist, it might be this again. It might be something to talk with them about before you you start up a meditative practice. So mm -hmm. just, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> cool. Well, so that covers yoga and meditation. Again, we'll probably do a, a whole podcast on that, and right. maybe even have a guest on for that. I'm sure we could pull one of the local instructors in to yeah, totally. to, to talk with. <coughs> the next one. Uh, this one is personally uh, one that's been effective, uh, and that's art and creativity. So I, I put that in there. I know not everybody it may consider themselves artistic or creative, and, and you may not be. Not everybody is artistic and creative. Um, what is art anyway? What is art anyway? <laughs> <clears throat> However, for those of you that do practice art regularly or consider yourselves more creative in nature, Participating in art and creativity while you're in the throes of depression can produce some of your best work. I think we've seen that with authors, musicians, artists across the board. It can get a little dark and scary, so I recommend some accountability in there, but that's not necessarily just with the arts. I've also included creativity in there because you may enjoy woodworking, you may enjoy working with metal, you may enjoy crafting of some sort. There may be knitting. Knitting is actually a really a really popular one. Sometimes I have clients come in with knitting tools yep. and knit in yep. session because <clears throat> it helps with anxiety and depression. I'd like to throw something in there really quick. So even with the going back to the meditation piece, when you're when you're doing these things, so like like the knitting, like the repetition, it's almost like the repetition of the breath. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I've clarified that very well, but it's, I mean, that, that is a form of meditation, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Um, being, being fully present, like having that focused attention on one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so just absolutely. That. Yeah. And it, for, for me, uh, part of creativity also involves the outdoors. So I love the fly fish and I love to tie my own flies. That's probably the most creative thing I do, uh, now outside of things for the practice or things with my kids. Me personally, uh, plugging in to the outdoors is, is massively helpful. But when I can't get to that, I'll sit and put little tiny hooks and thread and all this stuff and put it together into this little fly that eventually I catch, or hopefully catch a fish on. <laughs> uh, so I, I include this art and creativity. One, because some of your more inspired work can come out of the emotions that you're feeling, and it's a great way to get those emotions out of your own head and into something uh, that that represents it. Because part of depression work is is separating yourself from depression enough to realize that you are still a person outside of depression or inside depression, however you want to view that. It's a, it's an opportunity to 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 make it a sort of voice on your shoulder versus a voice that governs your whole brain. So art and creativity, I think, is a, is an excellent way to do that. It also engages part of the uh, parts of the brain that are helpful to engage when you're feeling depressed. I won't go into all the neurology behind that, though. It, it would be useful to do. I think maybe we'll just do a brain-based podcast at some point in time and go through yep. all of those specifics. Uh, however, um, yeah. So so producing. Producing art, it's also a way to be physically engaged, hit some of that that meditative state or uh, almost a hypnotic state, depending on how much you enjoy this thing. And not only that, 
there's a sense of reward and accomplishment when you've completed something that you're creating or something that you're working on though if you're an artist I, I understand too that sometimes art projects get either intentionally left undone or creative projects get intentionally left undone but you can still celebrate what it is that you've accomplished up to that right up to that point so yeah this is this is really cool particularly if you're more on the artsy and creative side of things and you may experience depression even more uh, if that is part of your personality so um, yeah don't don't lose touch with those passions and even if you feel like you're losing touch kind of see if you can punch through with some uh, see if you can punch through that that disconnect uh, with forms of art or creativity that you really really enjoy again that's not limited to the the typical art mediums that you may think of that is also including things like like I said, fly tying. It could be digital. You like to create things digitally. You like to create music. You like to writing. record. You, but writing could be a part of that as well. Um, and woodworking, I think a, a lot of people get a get a significant amount of joy out of that. You could go out into the yard, uh, whittle or like a, a fool around in some flower beds, plant plant a garden. You know, create create something uh, create yeah. something and, and look at it for a while it does us a, a ton of good even if you're not depressed I mean that's an excellent thing to plug into so oh yeah I mean it, con it connects both sides of the brain mm -hmm. you're um, uh, there's even there's a lot of research coming out about even doing things with your non-dominant hand mm -hmm. uh, being able to connect both right and left side of the brain and um, uh, with neuroplasticity I even I heard a thing the other day they said uh, you know even uh, as far as creativity, like writing your name, and I think Leah mm -hmm. actually was talking about that, writing yeah. your, your name um, with your left with your hand. Left hand mm -hmm. and anyway, but I'm getting into neuroscience yeah, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it's certainly something that I would like to nerd out on a bit. This may not be the best platform to dive deep into the neurological aspects right. of it, but that, yeah, I remember her talking about that. That was um, some grief exercises, yes. I think, like writing yep. letters, so. like a, writing a whole letter to a loved one with your left hand, right. uh, or your non-dominant hand. Right. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah. So grief is depression. Mm -hmm. Right, well, an aspect of yes. uh, depression, so yeah. Mm -hmm. It certainly brings it on, and yeah, you know, this the next point kind of ties into yoga, though we didn't go into this bit of it but it's it's pretty it's pretty important as far as depression is concerned and that is getting exercise uh, in the article the title that i used is i like to move it after that because i have kids and i can't help but think of like that little madagascar song i like to move it move it it's i like cute. to move it move it <laughs> <laughs> it is cute. Is there a dance that goes along with it? Uh, you know what there is, yeah. and really? I don't know. I don't What's know if I. Look like? I don't know if I remember it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I remember it mm. at all, or if it's even. I, I think I do remember it. I don't know. If yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's. it's a, a, I don't know if it's appropriate for the audience. Okay. Uh, it's got oh. a little. Some, some some body movements in it that's for sure <laughs> uh, elvis, so elvis paved the way bro sure well uh, so let's talk a little bit about about working out andrew what are, what are your thoughts on working out or just just having some form of exercise if you're feeling depressed so from a neuroscience perspective <laughs> there we go again uh, um, yeah yeah so um 
you know, using your body for what it's made for. We're made to be mobile. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, from a anatomy and kinesiology perspective, I mean, we, it's, it's like the, the body is pretty amazing. And I, I keep hearing this, uh, you know, come up that, that, that sitting is the new smoking. Um, mm -hmm. That it's actually that you know people playing video games and sitting and not moving around and getting outside as much is, is really affecting our health, uh, our mental health, and, and obviously our bodies. You know, causing you to feel stiff and have bad posture. Even the, the nature of like sitting in a chair is really not what our body is is created for. It puts a lot of pressure on the neck and the and the lumbar spine. Um, so. You know, obviously, you know, moving around, it's gonna uh, exercising, it's going to increase serotonin in the brain, um, probably dopamine too. I would mm -hmm. assume. Yeah. Um, anyway, it gets everything firing. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, you're gonna, you know, you're you're going to, you know, get. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Whatever chemicals in the brain. Yeah. You know that are, uh, you know, that make you feel good. Um, you know, uh, that you're really probably not going to get from, from, you know, sitting around. I mean, I know you're not going to get it. You mm -hmm. know? Um, so even, you know, even in your, throughout your work day, it's just good to like get up and move around, walk, stretch, go outside, whatever. Um, but obviously, I mean, having a routine, um, I mean, we could, we could spend forever on fitness. Uh, my biggest thing with fitness is just find what you are into. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people have in their minds like the conventional gym feel, um, but I mean, exercise really could just be, you know, getting outside and, and just walking for, for a few minutes as far as, mm -hmm. you know, making you feel better. I mean, you can get into to other facets of fitness, but don't feel, don't feel stuck. You know, if you just, if you hate something, uh, you know, try yoga, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's CrossFit gyms that have, you know, such an incredible like community feel. Um, I mean, obviously going to the Y, I mean, swimming, I mean, whatever, everybody knows like the different types of exercise, but, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that. I, I honestly think the exercise is probably one of the major, uh, ways to combat depression mm -hmm. i mean for sure yeah I mean, if anything you know when you're depressed what one of those symptoms is feeling lethargic uh, yes. and so if if anything you're fighting that symptom particular particularly right. is you're literally going against the grain of the lethargy and getting your heart rate up um, it, even if it's just up a little bit, you're getting your blood moving. Like Andrew said, you're getting all of those good chemicals that your brain and body can produce and you're swirling them around in your system. Um, <clears throat> so that, I mean, that is going to be effective. The, the, I, I, I think I've, in talking with clients too, the act, this is something that you can very practically do to fight the the mental shame of depression is I can get up and walk, mm -hmm. right? I, I can do that, and so I will. Uh, it's an active tool, and just achieving that gives you some mental fortitude to, to maybe conquer or to at least put dents or chips in your diet. I know that when we're moving regularly or we have some exercise goals, we may be more conscious of our diet, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in this podcast as, as far as
far as watching what you take in in regards to depression, but exercise is one of those things that once you start doing it, you, you kind of want the other areas of your life to button up as well. Yeah, it's going to affect your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it could be community. Yeah. I mean... Yep. Absolutely. You you knock out a mile-long run in the throes of depression, and you're going to feel some type of way about that. Yep. You know, and, well, and yeah. even if it's half a mile walk, I, I you know, I it, accomplishing that goal, which is another thing we'll talk about. It, it really does have it really does have good effects, and again, that social aspect as well. Getting yeah. around other people who are like-minded, motivated, yeah. want to see change in their lives or want to see change in their bodies, like being around that um, and even getting a personal trainer if you can afford one, somebody that has some accountability for you, right. that's going to be another great way to, to utilize this as a weapon against depression. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And if you can't get to a gym, say you're in a more rural area, or there's not a lot of people around you who work out, or you don't have a lot of tools, uh, you don't have like a home gym accessible to you, uh, really you can go to Walmart and get bands uh, and hop online and do band exercises. Um, and those are just like these bands that stretch. I don't know, there's a name for them. I don't remember the name. There's a specific name for them. Anyway, you can pick them up at Walmart. You can pick them up at... Uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. Just exercise bands. I don't I know you're yeah. right. We both have a ton yeah, of them. I absolutely. don't know. I never thought about what they're specifically yeah. called. Um, I said Sportsman's Warehouse. <laughs> I meant Academy. <laughs> you can tell fishing's on my brain. I meant like Academy or Dick Sporting Goods. Any of those places is gonna ha- are going to have bands that you can work with. And if you can't afford bands, they're just resistance training exercises you can do in, at home oh, with a soup can. You yeah. know, there, there's... Okay. Google uh, body weight exercises. Yep. I mean, how many people, you know, do you see go off to the military, you know, for their three months of basic training mm-hmm. and then come home and they're, you know, they've lost like 50 pounds and they're pretty ripped, you yes, know, like, yes. and, and they're not, they're definitely not using weights or treadmills or mm-hmm. there's no equipment involved. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the old body. Yeah, so there's plenty point. you can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and if you're not, if you're not particular, if, if you can't deal with the social aspect of it again, this is something you can do from the comfort of your own home. This is a great one you can integrate with family. I meant to say that with yoga too. Um, this is something you can integrate with your kids, especially if you have an Amazon or a Netflix uh, or a Hulu account. You can put up yoga or you can put up uh, an exercise program on the TV. The whole family can gather around and do exercises. The kids wind up just kind of dancing around my kids do anyway especially if we throw on something like post malone while we're working out <laughs> they they just they they ham it up that's for sure but it's something that you can do with your whole family it's not something you have to do in isolation at home well it's, uh, it's a culture of your home so mm-hmm. for even for future uh for emotional intelligence in your in your kids yep. to set up which mm-hmm. is obviously probably fights depression in a sense because you can see your kids grow up with yep. healthy habits absolutely you know? I get, and, and, tone for that. and i guess that regiment too that that sort of you're setting them up for success in yep. dealing with your own depression it's actually a way that you can impact their future by giving them some sort of regiment or making exercise normal and healthy in your house right. is something that they're going to remember uh, if more likely when they encounter depression for themselves right. uh, so that's good stuff man. that's good exercise is good stuff all the way around okay. and you can start small and and work your way up it's another one of those things you taper and if you're not if you've never exercised 
and um, you have uh, medical conditions that uh, prohibit you, there, there are ways that you can still get exercise, whether that's in a pool, but I would just talk to your you know, talk to your primary care physician, let them know that you want to try some exercising to cope with depression, and they'll kind of let you know what the limits are of whatever medical disorder you may be battling with. <clears throat> or, you know, if you've broken limbs or, or anything, any sort of medical challenges that, that you face when exercising, there are ways to navigate around those and right. still get your heart rate up and get your get your heart pumping pumpkin <laughs> get your heart pumping get things moving uh, i mean even um i mean even like the nature of even getting a massage is going to give you like circulation and that kind of mm -hmm. thing so i mean if you're not gonna if you can't i mean if you absolutely just cannot do exercise you know uh that might be another outlet to look at mm -hmm. just for circulation and uh you know uh back and muscle decompression mm -hmm. thing, so oh yeah uh, and we didn't mention chiro chiropractors or acupuncturists either because I've had clients have success in depression <clears throat> with both of those as well um, getting their body aligned and uh, doing acupuncture particularly the holistic acupuncturists who also will integrate vitamins um, and some of them even integrate talk therapy I know yin yang is a place in Chattanooga that does that really well. I think the guy who owns it, his name is Chad, and he has, he's, he's great. If you're in that area and in Chattanooga, I highly recommend that place. I've had clients with great success there. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I'd, I think that about covers exercise. Yeah, yeah, I do just want to throw in there that, you know, some days you're just not going to want to exercise, but it is the, you know, it is the routine uh, the you even touched on it just the just having some kind of regimen yeah. so like you know there's certain days where that I that I'm gonna the the days that I have picked out to exercise that works with my schedule and um, so instead of giving myself permission to just take a day off if I feel sluggish or tired or you know what have you I um I still I'll still go in and even if that just means like I uh, you know just hop on a spin bike for 15 minutes and then go sit in a steam room with the old dudes. <laughs> you know uh, I'm I'm always gonna leave feeling better and feel thankful on you know the tail end of doing something versus just giving myself permission to just you know go to work because I'm, I'm I'm a therapist and so I, I do sit all day mm -hmm. and so I can tell significantly that you know at the end of the day that I, I can tell at the end of the day when I've exercised and when I have it that day I feel more loose I have more energy I'm actually more lucid in counseling um, so I know that even just even just getting in there and just doing something um, you know keep maintaining that routine I mean you know but not beating myself up for not you know being awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, having a killer exercise or yeah. a killer workout. So. <laughs> I'm more um, often on that end of the <laughs> Cool. Well, and, and if you have any more questions about exercise, feel free to, to shoot us a text or an email. Yeah, because um, we're both uh, we're both Adonises. Mm. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, we wanted to take a brief pause to tell you a little bit about Traverse Counseling Services. Traverse Counseling Services gives Cleveland, Tennessee and Chattanooga safe, ethical, confidential counseling for those seeking professional, personalized guidance as they walk through presenting emotional or behavioral struggles. Our counseling is tailored to every client's needs, promoting personal and spiritual wellness, 
relational and interpersonal healing, mental stability, and community bonding. Our counseling staff are all licensed professional counselors or marriage and family therapists offering quality licensed services ranging from marriage therapy, family therapy, individual counseling, mental health counseling, career counseling, grief counseling, faith-based counseling, and anxiety therapy. If you're interested in becoming a client at Traverse, you can visit our website at www.traversecounselingservices.com or you can give us a call at 423-310-8206. And now back to the podcast. Well, on that, on that note, uh, <laughs> like this, this next point, it, I, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I've... I thought this was really, really cool. I actually had a client discover this and tell me about this a few years back, that most of the local pet shelters, you can actually go in and volunteer to pet a pet. <laughs> what? Yeah, like you can go you can go into the to the pet shelters. These are animals that don't have owners. The animals themselves typically are depressed uh, because of the environment that they're in. Though the people in shelters usually do all they can to take good care of those pets they they are usually overworked and understaffed and it's a lot of volunteers that work in those and they usually have rooms that like that people can come and meet pets that they want to adopt in those rooms though they'll they'll bring a dog or a cat or a parrot or a snake whatever you (laughs) whatever your flavor is They'll, they'll bring that thing into the room with you and you could spend as much time as you want entertaining this little pet. Now, you may want to walk out adopting the thing, but what I would recommend is not adopting it, thinking about it, and maybe, maybe choosing that in the future. But getting getting in there, one, volunteering is, is an aspect of this. Yeah. So generally with depression, you're not going to feel very useful. It's something I hear all the time. I'm really good for nothing. That's where some of the suicidal thoughts start to creep in. Volunteering is an incredible way to combat that, whether it's at a pet shelter or a homeless shelter or at a church or any organization that you've always wanted to be involved in. I mean, you can can volunteer at Walmart to be a greeter. You can volunteer at... uh, you know, mow my yard. Yeah, <laughs> mow somebody's yard. Mow, <laughs> mow somebody in your community. You can't get out there and mow their lawn. Maybe mow there's their lawn a, for them. Big brother, big sister. Yeah, big there's brother, a big sister. caring place in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Oh yeah, um, there's some pal, great stuff. Or, oh, big pal, little pal. That's what we have. Yeah, here. Uh, it's it's good stuff. So <clears throat> the volunteering aspect of that can really, really can shift your mood and get you outside of your own head and focused on someone who is also struggling. And, and extending help to someone who is also struggling can be a really good way to combat depression. But particularly these pets, because these pets don't really require much of you. They're just kind of happy to be in the room with you, and they are great snugglers, and at least are some they? of them are. Sad. <laughs> I would assume so. Um, some of them may be great snugglers. Who, who knows? If, you're, if you like snuggling with pets, this is, this is your jam. <clears throat> and you can spend... An hour with this on your lunch break, half hour with this on your lunch break, or you know, in the evening if you don't have anything to do. This is another thing you can integrate your kids with. Maybe bring your kid along and you guys just yeah, volunteer. Then you're definitely going to end yeah, up with it. <laughs> then you'll end up don't, with don't, six cats. Uh, <clears throat> don't bring your uh, lady friend. Mm-hmm. She'll definitely end up with that animal. Good night. <laughs> yeah, so that's, 
that's really uh, that's that that section on volunteer to pet a pet i think again i've i've encouraged my clients to do this i've never had a client come back to me and say well that was a terrible idea usually it's something that instantly shifts their mood again they're helping an animal in need and they're also getting an opportunity to you know feel useful um, to this to this little animal and I mean, they're cute. Like they're, they're cute. It's good to be around cute things sometimes. Uh, I don't know why. Of. I just keep thinking about uh, going and requesting, like, to pet a reindeer. Like, Y'all have any? <laughs> Y'all have any deprived reindeer? <laughs> I mean, maybe the further north you go, it's like, it's like some of the shelters in like Alaska or something like that. Do y'all have any uh, fresh baby moose? <laughs> I could. Uh, I can make my companion. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> baby moose. So, yeah, that's volunteer to pet a pet. Uh, we've, we've gone over a few of these. Trying. Ah, map it out and set a goal. This ties into some of the other... <clears throat> some of the other topics we've talked about. I particularly love this one. I encourage my clients to do this when they're not depressed. When we've mapped out the course of depression, again, you can't do that absolutely perfectly, but you can get an idea of when in the year you're likely going to be depressed, right? So if you know that this part of the... Yeah, February is an absolute nightmare for you. There are... I mean, there are half marathons you can run in early March, right? And so you might want to plop one of those right in the middle of your schedule to keep you motivated. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 5K, but there may be other goals that you really want to set for your year. And having those goals, particularly if you're a goal-oriented person. I know some of my art, artsy and creative people may not be so much goal-oriented, but there's a whole lot of people that are goal-oriented and having a goal, having something to focus on, having something in the future can be really helpful. That also includes vacations, that includes uh, visits from friends or from family, that includes work-oriented goals. Uh, Just having something that you're placing in or around the time of the depressive episode and you're setting your trajectory forward on it. Depression, Rob, I mean, depression and anxiety do two things really well. One, they rob you of your future, or they stick you in your past, and you are not allowed to be part of the present. Well, we've talked about ways to be part of the present. Mm-hmm. One of the ways you can win back your future is by having something that you're actually looking forward to in your future, uh, something that you actually enjoy, something that you will feel accomplished in. You can actually set your orientation on that thing, focus in on it, and win your future back from depression, which not a lot of people talk about, honestly. A lot of the literature and a lot of the coping skills now, they focus on the here and now. I think it is important to also win your future, particularly with suicidal thoughts, because suicidal thoughts say that you don't have a future, your future is not worth it. It's like, well, I'm going to fight that thought by putting something worthwhile in my future that I can actually work towards and accomplish. Right. right. Yeah. So that I think this is one of one of one of the more practical ways you can do something. You can bring accountability into it as well, saying, "Hey, you want to run this with me, or do you want to do this goal with me, or do you want to go on this trip with me? Do you want to, you know, any of those well, things?" Put it even. If you if you know a certain season or a certain scenario, say like if it's it's the anniversary of a deceased loved one coming yes. up, yes, you know even you know putting it in your schedule, you know, uh, 
to go pet a reindeer or whatever you know but going ahead and like you know what i'm saying so like when yeah. you get to that in that season it's like oh yeah you know like being proactive about uh, you know plugging these things in mm-hmm. going ahead and doing that so it's because it, when, when you're depressed you're not thinking about no. that you're not thinking about you're kind of you're almost in crisis you just feel sad and mm-hmm. down and you know parts of the brain that are goal and future and future oriented you know kind of kind of go to a little dormant you yep. know you're just kind of lost in you know what's going on so it might help to you know as you're setting your schedule to see oh yeah okay all right Mm-hmm. Good reminder, you know, mm-hmm. go go pet a baby moose or, you know, <laughs> make sure you're exercising or, you know, whatever. Call therapist. <laughs> pet a baby moose. I can't, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. I'm going to get a stuffed baby moose for the next episode. Um, but also, we've heard, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson, who's a psychologist, uh, I mean, he's talked about... Um, you know, specifically when people don't have a specific direction or a goal, that's, I mean, he, I mean, he very plainly states that when people aren't, uh, you know, don't have something to look forward to or things that they're doing, some kind of routine that they're, you know, working towards, like, that's where mental health issues runs rampant. Mm-hmm. And he kind of makes the uh, the correlation between that and the homeless, homeless population mm-hmm. because, um, I mean, Jordan Peterson's kind of fix for, for this is, uh, having a job, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know having that routine, the place to go, you know, bearing the fruit of your mm-hmm. time and efforts and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Um, I totally agree. That that future orientation point and trying to stay fixed on it and moving in that direction is is key. Not only to depression, but also, it's, I mean, like like Peterson says, it, it's. It's not just key to fighting depression. It's also key to contending with anxiety. It's key to having healthy relationships. It's key to having a healthy future, healthy finances. I mean, it, having a future point that you're fixed on uh, is 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 definitely key. Certainly key when you're dealing with depression because, like I said, that future orientation just gets foggy and it feels unstable and it feels not worth it. So you. It, it makes sense to put something worthwhile right in the middle of it, right? right. That you can see, that you can, or just on the other side of it, right. um, so that you're actually getting through this episode and making it to that thing, and it's kind of rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a rewarding aspect to it. So, yeah, that, that again, that's a really practical thing right. you can do um, with that. You can bring your kids into that as well uh, yeah. if, you're, if you have a family. I'd, I feel like it's important to tie family aspects into this because so many people do have families, small children, grown children, that you really can't be isolated. Your responsibilities are are keeping you tied to your kids. Uh, and so that right. this is something you can bring them into. Maybe I'm just thinking creatively, like maybe you can ask them what a good goal would be for them. Right. And that becomes your goal together. That that would actually be really cool because not only again are you working for yourself and your future but now you're also fighting for the future of your child and the goal that they want to achieve as well you're setting them up for success and that's that's always a good feeling as a parent yeah i have a i have a uh, some friends who they uh they sit down every year they want to go on 50 hikes a year Yeah, I know. That's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, and they, you know, they'll they'll take whole weekends, and so they'll like they'll sit down with their kids. I mean, they're very outdoorsy, obviously. Um, and they uh, they map out. I mean, they you mm-hmm. know, it's just it's an activity. It's something the kids look forward to, obviously. And they spend um, 
I mean, I mean, literally every weekend, like they are hiking and camping. Yes. Um, and so you know, that's just kind of an aspect of like you know bringing your family in, having something to do, having a goal as a family to like. I don't know that they've ever actually done fifty hikes. They probably mm-hmm. hit about twenty five. <laughs> um, but you know, they they do have that expectation, and, and it's you know. Sure. Well, and they already have the next year line. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. they already have twenty five for the next year uh, to to get into. So that's cool. That's really cool. Um, well, yeah. So that covers that covers that point. Um, I get to kind of move forward into breaking out the journal. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on journaling, or particularly how about this? What 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 do you what have you found in working with your clients? Uh, maybe a maybe an exercise in journaling that you feel like has been helpful to your clients. So, I mean, <coughs> I, I, I generally, especially with depression, anxiety, I have uh, my clients just kind of. And this is pretty rudimentary, but I, I have people keep an automatic thought record. Ah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we've kind of already talked about this a little bit in the first podcast about, you know, what messages are you telling yourself? What's your knee-jerk response? Uh, is, say, for example, if you experience a failure or if you have a interaction with another person that you're kind of maybe being a little hard on yourself, uh, like being, scrutinizing yourself. Um, and so what I, I, I go a little bit of a step further to say, okay, what's your automatic thought? And then ask yourself, is that, is that the truth? Mm. Um, and and then I have them ask themselves again: Is that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> is that re- yeah. you know? Because sometimes you have to ask yourself a couple of times because yes. you know you're if you're already depressed and you you're thinking I'm unintelligent and awkward and nobody likes me, you know. If you ask yourself because again, like parts of your brain are just kind of focused on the depression, um, you know, is that is that the truth? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they might say, well, yes, it is the truth, <laughs> you yeah. know? Whereas if you ask yourself again, it's like, okay, all right, get serious, all right, yeah, so, you know, maybe maybe I'm not so unintelligent and, you know, I do have relationships that, you know, you know, people I, people do appreciate me and I am able to maintain those loving relationships. So, um, plus also, I mean, with journaling, I feel like it, it, it gives people a voice. Um, if you can't, um, if you don't have somebody to reach out to, if there's, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, you, you there because of shame or what, whatever, uh, just the situation is, if you don't have somebody to reach out to, your your mind and your body is just not holding on to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's a really productive way to just get those things out. Um, mm-hmm. obvious, and I have people write letters to themselves, their past self, their future yeah. self, deceased yeah. family members. I don't, <clears throat> I, you know. Uh, one of the one of the most productive things I think I find is when people get to the point where they're able to um, uh, write a letter to a perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now this is in depth therapy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is after a long time. You know, long therapy and that kind of thing. But you know, if say um, if if uh, you know you don't as a, if you were harmed as a child and you're kind of carrying things from that and then, you know, not having a voice, never being able to confront that person mm-hmm. and to be able to write, you know, kind of journal to that person or write that person. And um, so that's giving you a voice and being able to say something. So anyway, so there's just some, some kind of homework things yeah. I've, I've done in the past. Well, and I, I think to add to that too, you brought up some really important points there. I, I would, I think I would add or maybe just, cushion that with or 
supplement that with that like a thought of being able to read back through these things mm -hmm. so something like an automatic thought record let's say you have a depressive episode that lasts four to five weeks um, i hope that's not the case but that that that's a that's a long you know that's a long haul if you're keeping an automatic thought record during that time and if you just do it once like if you if you do an automatic thought record for a four week stint of depression you now have logged every negative thought that you have during a depressive episode so that you know when you start thinking that way again like you have something to reference ah like i remember that like i remember having this thought already last year or six months ago okay. it's a cue to you it's, it's something you can look at and you can sort of begin to bolster like oh my brain's going in this direction right yep. it's like something that you can recognize said also the inverse of that is if you journal while you're having healthy thoughts and you're mm -hmm. keeping a log of those healthy thoughts when you're depressed you can reference back to your healthier or or more alive in self yep. and remember oh yeah that's who i am too Right. We sort of need some of those reminders uh, when we're depressed to look back and say, oh yeah, that, like I did, I did get that promotion at work and this is why I got it. Or you know, I had this great day with my spouse or with my girlfriend or with my boyfriend or, or with my partner. I had a really, really good day. Or there was this really awesome day out on the river or there was this really uh, great yoga class or whatever it may be that you're journaling and keeping some sort of record of you can go back and say this is my life this is just as much of my life if not more of my life than what i feel my my, my life is right now in this yep. depressive episode so there's a, there's references there's referencing yep. points in those in all of those exercises that andrew just said that's why i was saying like all of those exercises are things that i would recommend to my clients as well i would recommend to you um and in 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 that uh to again to sort of supplement or bolster that is when you have these records it's something you can look back through and it yeah. can be incredibly helpful to you yeah. um, one of the exercises too that i have my clients do and they're always a little bit unsure of it on the front end but um i just call it cathartic writing or whatever comes to your brain just put it on the paper what we don't realize or don't think about writing is that writing is a form of thinking Mm -hmm. um, it's speaking is a form of thinking writing is a form of thinking and writing is a really controlled form of thinking yep. uh, because I can speak right now and I can make all types of errors in the way that I'm speaking my syntax is completely butchered right now but your brain is used to people speaking and so it actually fills in the gaps while right. we're talking it doesn't think oh he probably should have had a comma or a pause right there or he, right. he should have inverted that sentence or i bet you he would have spelled that word wrong like nope that's not <laughs> what your brain's thinking right now well maybe it is if you're like an english major or something but likely not when you're writing though you're you're paying much more attention to your thoughts and trying to communicate them and when you do cathartic writing, which is whatever is in your brain you're trying to put onto the paper without any inhibition, it's you're, you're actually taking a thought that feels very chaotic and discombobulated and you're bringing order to it on paper. And that's not the paper bringing order to it. That is the act of thinking coming out onto the paper and bringing order to your chaos, literally. Right. Uh, and that's a power, I mean, that's a really, really powerful tool. And what winds up happening is you have this string of thoughts in front of you that seemed totally unrelated in your brain, right? They seemed like completely disconnected, 
discombobulated and now you've formulated or you've put them down in a way that you can look at them and try and make sense of them. And if you can't make sense of them, this is an excellent journal exercise for you to bring into your counselor and you guys can make sense of them. Um, Dream journals are also really, really awesome, particularly if you have a counselor who focuses on dreams. And I do do a lot of dream work with my clients and dream interpretation and understanding. It's like if you can capture what the subconscious has going on, uh, if you can capture dreams, and I promise I've still not run into a dream that I feel like is completely random. Even the ones about like unicorns jumping, you know, through pools of like cotton, fire. Can, cotton candy and fire, <laughs> fire, jeez, <laughs> or baby moose. <laughs> um, you know, I I've still not found a not useful. I've I've not come across a, a dream that's not useful uh, as far as making good sense of your life and putting you in a in a proper direction. So. Yeah, something certainly that you can do is keep a dream journal or a dream log. Uh, and um, if you're not used to journaling, you can start. I mean, as 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 uh, as fundamental as like the Dear Diary type of journaling. Um, you know, just like this is what happened in my day, and it will inevitably give you some clarity to yeah. what happened in your day. Throw in some feeling words. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, when you had certain interactions. Yeah. What, you know, what did you, uh, oh man, yeah. get into, uh, how did that make you feel? Absolutely. That's gonna yeah. be, it was going to be said at some point. <laughs> yeah. The podcast, like the counselor's chair, how does that make you feel is certainly going to give me, or what feelings does that bring up? Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Also, uh, I mean, you touched on something earlier, just about the. Um, uh, I would label it as loving kindness meditation about thinking of things that you're thankful for. Yeah. Thinking about yeah, people yeah. and wishing kind things for them and, oh, that's and a that great kind of thing. So um, yeah. that's actually what I do. I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I don't like to write narrative. Mm-hmm. Dear diary, I was sad and moved today and get into the depth and all that i'm just just not how i roll but um but i do uh generally try to write down uh three to five things i'm thankful for um and just like actually put that down and that that's like a great start to the day yeah Um, so actually um ironically uh uh change your brain change your life uh, Mm -hmm. is a very well-known book and that's one of the the things that they say that actually um uh, specifically combats depression mm-hmm. um, is to, to get in a habit of that so even so thinking that thinking through those things mm-hmm. obviously kind of meditating on, on them but then also like you said you know writing it down even it goes a, a step farther so um, mm-hmm. so that might be a really good practice for all of us to do especially politicians <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I imagine that would be helpful. That might hurt some of them, honestly. Yeah. They come back to bite them. Oh, actually, that's also uh, make sure make sure you keep good track of your journal. Just we'll, we'll put that out there. Make sure that you keep your journal in a safe place. The last thing you want to be doing is panicking about where your words go. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a good place for that journal to go. If you're going to be taking it in a in a work bag or, or, or putting it in a bag somewhere, just make sure you're mindful of putting it in places where you remember where it is so you're not panicking about where some of your thoughts may be accessible, right? right. Um, so that that's, yeah. yeah. There's also awesome apps for that too um, that you can lock, by the way. They'll remind you to journal, and if you're quicker at texting than writing or you prefer texting over writing or, or typing, 
um, you can do that right into an app. So try to write something in your with your left hand. Now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> try and text with well, I text with your left thumb. Cool. So the next point on here, road tripping. Uh, I got it from Chili Peppers song because mm-hmm. I love the Chili Peppers. Uh, this is this is not one that we we'll probably don't. Is that the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or is that just like uh, you just? The mild so- the the mild green chili. <laughs> Just want to, we were talking about the band, right? Scar tissue. Yes. Huh? Okay. That's it. I was just like, yeah. I just the, didn't know if uh, you were inspired to take off to uh, Utah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but eat some eat some mildly strong. Chili. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's the red hot chili peppers. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we got snacks and supplies. If you know the song, you'll get the reference. Um, so, road tripping. This is actually something uh, really practical that you can do, especially if you have weekends open or you have days off. Plan a little road trip. Like, plan to. Staycation. Yeah, plan to go out to. Hell in Georgia. To, Helen Georgia, <laughs> plan to go out to the mountains, plan to go somewhere that you enjoy, or you can make it a couple day trip, maybe even a week long vacation that, you, that you've that you been wanting to take for forever, but this does not have to be complex. It can literally be like getting out for a day trip. Taking a drive, particularly with someone to maybe a new place or a place you've always wanted to go, make it cheap, stay with family, stay with friends, do whatever you want to do in that department. Or if you want to get a hotel, that's fine too. There's something important to realize about this one though. Like if your thoughts of death include driving um, or, su- or your you know, passive suicidal plans include driving, I would not encourage road tripping by yourself. Um, that is not, that, that's probably not the greatest of combinations. So um, don't use road tripping if it's gonna leave you isolated somewhere either, like by yourself. Um, tr- this is one where you do wanna try and be more social. Uh, so <clears throat> maybe there's a family member that you haven't visited in forever either. I put that in the, in the blog, maybe great aunt, you know, I have a great aunt Carol in, in the Midwest that I can ch- chuck out to see though. I'd, it'd be difficult with the kids nowadays. This is, this is one that with kids, it may be a little bit more difficult though. You can plan, you know, you can plan a family trip. Uh, just give them an iPad. That'd be good. Yeah, just think, give them an iPad. So any thoughts on that one though, Andrew? Yes. Uh, this would require windows down and an epic playlist. Mm-hmm. So which ca- might cause some, uh, you know, some planning, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's just going to lift your mood. I mean, hopefully, yes. right? Hopefully yeah. you're going to have a good experience. You're not going to have a flat tire yeah. and, you know, whatever. But Sure. I think this um, falls in the category of the pet pet too, which is just like, uh, it's it's fun. Like, this is an opportunity for you to just do something fun. Well, to, yeah. we get used to the grind, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're working and, you know, you we tend to use our I know I'm guilty of this when I you know my days off are spent doing adulting things mm-hmm. laundry and grocery shopping and cleaning and whatnot you know so sometimes we have to it's just it's just you know sometimes we have to be like okay like you know break the cycle um, you know and just 
you know go somewhere and, and again yeah. it's just as like i said last week it's kind of like cleaning your bathroom it's like maybe you don't have the motivation or the fortitude to like plan it and execute it but you know if you if you can find the gumption to actually go go through with it you're not going to regret it Mm-mm. you know um mm. especially if you if you get out with a friend you have good conversations you're able to talk about what's been going on with you you know about this <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah and then uh, you know you listen to some um What's her song? Africa. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you sing Africa by Toto. By Toto yeah. to the top of your lungs, <laughs> with the windows down, and the dog in the back. We never had a dog though. Never had a dog. If yeah. we, and if we would have just, if we maybe we could adopt a moose, <laughs> and this would make our road tripping absolutely a lot more epic. Maybe clear out the back of the forerunner. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah I mean, it's. Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think probably for both of us, it's just some of our most fondest memories in life is getting out with people mm-hmm. on road tripping mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, and, you know, even, um, you know, a big, uh, you know, getting a group of people. I mean, going camping, you know, just mm-hmm. finding a place a couple hours away to go camping. I mean, that's yep. pretty inexpensive. I mean, Absolutely. you have a tent and some hot dogs and you're good to go. Yep. It's, it's a really cool thing to do. And we kind of... <laughs> I passively handed out. Andrew and I have done plenty of this uh, side by side, so <clears throat> which has been really, really, it's good, good for both of us. Something we've both enjoyed. I think uh, an aspect of this podcast and Traverse and the Counseling Center might have spawned from the yeah. uh, some from the road trip. I mean, seriously, uh, yeah. legitimately, yep. some so. of our more creative ideas actually came from those times. Yep. I, I can definitely say that. Yep. And cool. Well, next one on the list, consider vitamins. Uh, Okay, so I want to preface this and um, throw a disclaimer back on the exercise bit. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about diet and food. It's really important for everybody listening to to know that we're going to to throw out some ideas. These ideas are not unfounded. They're not wild hairs from us. They are backed by research, and and you can find that research, and we can provide that research as well. But neither Andrew or I are qualified to to suggest certain medical advices. So, like, if you hear something in this and it piques your interest, make sure you consult with a physician. Make sure you consult with a nutritionist or somebody. in in that field as well before making this decision for yourself so the things we're going to talk about are generally pretty safe i i would still particularly on this vitamin one make sure you're talking to your doctor especially if you're taking medications that have pretty severe side effects or don't mix well with allergies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah but let's talk about vitamins because uh, there's there's some research out there that shows one that vitamins are helpful there's also I want to let you know there's research out there that also shows, shows that vitamins aren't helpful uh, and so we come from the perspective both personally I can I know I can speak for Andrew as well because we're both we both take a ton of supplements it we come from the perspective that it is helpful and that it does have an impact but I do want you to know about the flip side of the coin where some people some some research suggests well it might be just a waste of money uh, I I don't feel that way I feel like I've personally benefited from them but consider taking vitamins this is this is a this is a tool that you can use that's very practical generally inexpensive and something that can have some pretty immediate effect uh, and so some of the vitamins that I have heard about, seen, taken myself, 
uh, we're going to be looking at for depression and anxiety both um, but for depression particularly we're going to be looking at d3s mm. um, and and looking at a good source of that i do believe that the more you pay for a vitamin generally the better the quality is the more of it you're going to retain in your body and be used i, I do tend to i have seen that personally but that should not deter you from trying it out uh, that's for sure um, so it's, you're, you're still going to retain even some of the vitamins that don't break down in your system quite as quick like you're still going to get something from that so D, d3s are uh, one in there a lot of times d3s are paired with calcium as well so you're going to get some of the supplements are d3 calcium supplements so you can get those all in the same or you can get them individually uh, we're going to be looking at your uh, your your fats, fish oils, omega threes, DHAs. Those oils particularly are um, are thought to impact our brain's functioning in certain ways. That again, we're just going to have to do a podcast on cognition. Cognition. Seriously, there's so much to talk about there, and I think it would be really cool to explain some of the hemisphere research and and stuff like that it's just so much to get into right now but just know that that the 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 oils um are good <clears throat> are good uh, are good for the brain um saint john wort is another one that you, if you were to google vitamins to help for depression that's going to be near the top of the list and that is just a flower that they've processed down into a pill and that's been around for a very long time and they've seen some some pretty good results in regards to that and depression it's something you have to take pretty frequently um, i think it's it's usually two capsules two times a day yep. uh, that one is that one is and that's also another good thing to consult with your physician on is the the amount of this stuff you should be taking um and I'm not going to be able to remember, but specifically, certain medications do not align well with St. John's. No, work, it's so. mood, mood stabilizers do not, um, and okay. some antidepressants do okay. not. Because they'll which counter is, each other, so yes. that's, that's one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can, you have to watch out for side effects on that one particularly. Right, yeah. I mean, your garden variety fish oil and, and D3s, I mean, should be generally going to be okay with those. Right. Yeah. Any, any, uh, so those are three that come to mind, Andrew. Any other things that you so, think of? Um, also, well, with vitamin vitamin D, I think it's if you if you spend, I believe it's like fifteen minutes twice a week in the direct sunlight, usually around between one and noon. Like you're actually pretty good. So like in the mm -hmm. summertime, like I know that I'm I'm out several times a week in the sun. So I'm 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 good. I don't I'll lay off folks. I don't want like an excess amount. I just waste money. Yes. Um but so the D threes but well anyway so the well sorry I'm stumbled over words. Um Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> um, that moose is really but, interfering. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't get the baby moose out of my mind. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, like you're in the winter time when you're not in the in the have access to the sunlight. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be important. Or if you're in Cleveland and it rains, it's ninety nine days out of the <laughs> nine days out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So yeah, uh, obviously omega threes. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I take a multivitamin, mm -hmm. right? Well, so I mean, it just be I mean naturally, Covering it's going to cover yeah. <laughs> cover all the things. Um, I also like uh, turmeric, mm -hmm. um, mainly 
so I try to I try to when I go vitamins I try to make sure it's something that I'm not generally going to eat mm -hmm. uh, that's not going to be part of my diet so turmeric's just not something I really cook with uh, I don't like fish sorry mm -hmm. um, so I will you know make sure I'm taking the omega threes um, uh, but turmeric is really good for is an is one of the best natural anti-inflammatories out there so. Mm -hmm. um, so also can you know if you're stiff and in pain you know naturally it can add to depression um but yeah other than that it how's b12 oh yeah the b, the b vitamins but i think b6 is also another one mm -hmm. the 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 complex b's is going to cover all of it so complex b vitamin is going to cover all of your b's right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's awesome about that one is is your body doesn't retain excessively when you take the complex right. uh, version so your body will get rid of what it doesn't need that's that's pretty cool you can pick those up there a dime a dozen um anywhere uh and then i th there's one that i'm forgetting uh magnesium yeah, that's one you may if you're in the throes of depression don't just go out and take a bunch of magnesium talk to your physician get some blood work done and see what your magnesium levels are that also reminds me that you should probably have blood work done if you've never had blood work done specifically for mood stuff you should probably have that done. Hyperthyroidism and hypo and hyperthyroidism uh, really affect women. Uh, if you have severe anxiety or severe depression, mm -hmm. and you're a woman and you have thyroid issues in your family, and you've never had it, you've never been tested, you may actually be experiencing depression that's not related to anything else but your thyroid, and you need some thyroid medication to help regulate that, especially if you struggle with weight in regards to those things. Right. And that's a pretty easy fix. Yeah, it it really is, and it can also keep um, keep more complex issues from happening to your thyroid, whether that's growths or cysts or uh, you can get Hajimoto's I think is the is Ooh, the Hajimoto's yeah Hajimoto's <laughs> which is which is terrible on your on your thyroid and it's something that is genetic so there there's that end of it but you know they'll be able to tell if your B levels are low they'll be able to look at your magnesium and see if it's low if you really struggle with anxiety I would highly recommend checking out magnesium uh, that's something that can be really helpful for both sleep and alleviating anxiety and women particularly uh, are are deficient or usually deficient in magnesium. So that's something that you would want to look into. Um, and I, I really think as far as vitamins go, nothing else is coming to mind. There's some cool stuff out there on apple cider vinegar and the effects that it can have. And that, can, that comes in pill form. I now take that in pill form. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's that's really cool. That's you good stuff. Oh, yourself. MTC oil. Uh, oh yeah. MTC oil. You can look into that or Brain Octane oil. That's put out by Bulletproof Coffee Company or Bulletproof Company. I think they do way more than coffee. There's also certain mushrooms um, that Rishi. yeah you can look into um, and do some research in that you can have mushroom tea. I'm not talking about hallucinogens. Uh, you can look into mushroom teas both for sleep and for energy uh, it's really something that's becoming way more popular there's a company that tim ferris talks about do you remember i don't but they do mushroom coffee yes uh, i buy mine from wild foods wild foods that's but i don't right. know if that's what sure. he, he goes to and i think you can get it at whole foods i think you could get it on amazon you could yeah. you could find this stuff with that kind of stuff i would just make sure you're going organic and mm -hmm. when we're getting into mushroom there's so many i mean 
what, I don't even know. I can't remember how many strains of different types of mushrooms. Oh. Thousands. Yeah, it's insane. So that's something, yeah. obviously, that you'd want to kind of research yourself. Uh, the website I use is Wild Foods, and they, mm. I think they have like eight different types of mushrooms. They have some blends, and they have, they're incredibly thorough with the benefits and, and that kind of thing mm. with those things. So I, sure. I, that's why I like that's why I like them. And it's organic. Sure. So. Yeah, you can always throw a good fiber supplement in there too to help you um, to help you in regards to to your eating habits as well. There's some there's some cool research out there, but fiber is going to help with like your cholesterol levels <coughs> and your blood flow. So we'll okay. put that out there as well. Um, all right, so we've gone over that. I think we just have two left, man. Um, one is watch your food and. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into that one because we're just yeah, coming off of vitamins. Right. Um, you know, I, this this food one. Okay, so there's there's so many things that we could go to as go into as far as the uh, physiological breakdown of food and how it goes through your body. I'll just say this. Uh, I think I can put this into one simple statement. We all know what makes us feel bad. Yep, and we all know that when we what we eat makes us feel terrible terrible now so I, I also understand though that some you may have been eating or drinking something for so long like soda or donuts or you may have, it may be so habitual to you that you don't actually know how bad it's making you feel because it it's so normal right. but it's not the food that's normal it's your state that's normal and it's the state that the food is putting you in that is normal so terrible may feel normal because what foods are normal in your diet uh so like tons of carbs tons of sugars we can look at those caffeine i mean you like aspartame there's 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 so many gosh that would be a whole nother podcast right Uh, it really (laughs) it really would i mean you could park on that for a long time well although everything you just listed causes so much inflammation in the Mm -hmm. body and mm-hmm. you know it and and that's why when you that's why i mean one aspect of changing your diet is uh is so rough because i mean literally that you're you detox mm-hmm. and so for about two weeks i mean your your blood glucose levels are trying to situate themselves your brain here we go again uh your brain literally is trying to figure out you know what's going on because i mean what you eat actually changes the chemistry in your brain yes um, in your bot like in your whole body yeah yeah oh yeah like um, yep. and then i mean gut health is a whole, whole different mm-hmm. like complex science mm-hmm. i mean just as com- just as complex as the brain uh a lot of uh people are calling uh calling the the stomach the second brain because yep. they they communicate uh the like the the brain in your head and your your, your stomach is is you know in constant communication and generally one affects the other especially yeah, they, with diet specifically and they like literally communicate yes like they yep. they're like connected and com- like they offer information to one another right that is wild right. so yeah. it's kind of like when we ask uh you know where in your body do you feel depression you know right. usually it's going to be in your stomach yep. right so in your gut and anxiety is going to be in your chest yeah. yep um so food is a you know huge component to uh, I mean depression specifically mm-hmm. um, your your fried food your sugars um, high high carbs high process, carb, complex carbs um, really yeah. yes are, are really going to make you feel and again it, you're 
I was going to say make you feel sluggish, but your sluggish might be your norm. So, right. yes. um, yeah, so you might want to experiment shifting some of those things, maybe eating eating things that are a little more healthy for you in in increment if your if your baseline is some of those things that we mentioned. And and it's not that they necessarily induce or throw you into a depressive episode, but they certainly though some of those foods are going to make you feel worse. Those foods also cause weight gain and I know that's sort of a sensitive issue in our field. However, if you already feel bad about your body, if your hunger is increased from depression, and you're already gaining weight from depression, like that is a giant shame ball waiting to happen in the throes of your depression. And so I bring that up more as like, oh, make sh less about make sure you're watching your weight. That's not really the angle that I'm coming from. It's more you will watch your weight more carefully when you're depressed and you will feel worse about it if you put on weight. Right. And so that's something you do want to watch and something you do want to be mindful of. So there's a, there is a weight component to it, but there's also uh, primarily a mood and, and body chemical component to this that is really, really important to pay attention to. There's great diets online you can check out. Uh, Dr. Amen, I, I listed him in the, in, the, in the notes here. He has some clinics that... Uh, he has his own cookbook, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, there's, there's such good information out there as far as healthy eating, and it's all... Like, Dr. Amen stuff, I love. I've looked through it. Andrew told me about him. Is it Amen? Though Amen is it Amen? Okay, yeah. Doctor Amen. He, um, it, it's it's in a really non shameful way actually that he addresses this stuff. And a lot of these modern nutritionists are addressing ways different than they were addressing food differently than they did ten years ago. Which is just right. like stop eating this crap. It's bad yeah. for your body. Do you want to be fat? It's like well, that's not helpful. Particularly get skinny in six weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not helpful for somebody, particularly in the throes of depression, that's already feeling like crap about themselves or feeling like crap in general. And so, some of these, some of these. Some of these new uh, nutritionists, both male and female on the scene, a lot of them are into yoga and meditation too. Um, and so they're super aware of shame issues in regards to depression or anorexia or bulimia, eating disorder, stuff that gets tied in with depression and anxiety. And so they're sensitive to it. And so they address things in a way that's actually helpful versus this sort of body shaming way, which you're going to hear us stay away from the body shaming. Uh, end of things we'll right. stay away from that with like a 10-foot pole um, yeah. it's not helpful to anyone I, I'm not long-term that's for sure so right. yeah so a couple of things I'd like to go over one basic thing is, is so some people might be saying so what do I eat <laughs> right um, I would say a general rule of thumb is when you go into a grocery store stick to the outskirts um, so hmm. your oh, that's so your produce is generally going to be on the right. That your produce is so and your fruit. nifty. Yep. Like, even then, at Aldi, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know all the meat and everything's going to be in the back. Whereas when you start going down aisles, that's when you start getting in trouble because you have your food that is. So I actually learned this last week. So certain. Um, uh, foods that last a long time actually go through like a radiation treatment. What? Uh, yeah. So and that's not surprising though. Like there's some crazy stuff in, in yeah, processed some, foods. Like, Fifty years shelf life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know that that okay. So like that stuff is not good for you. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, right? I mean, um, so yeah. I mean, I would. 
start there you know be mindful of you know cutting back on you know going down the aisles you know focusing on breads and grains and pastas and stuff that comes out of a box versus the the perishable or the, yeah the perishable items um, in your produce and meat sections mm-hmm. wow that's that's great that's great advice dude I've yeah. never thought about it like that the outskirts um, yeah. of the bakeries over there with all the like well yeah okay stuff yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. gonna block out the donut section yeah, well, well, oh, I'll skip that one but uh, yeah. donut I mean I would say you know even if you can you know just start chipping away at it in the sense of like okay so you know even trying to do like 80% mm-hmm. you know staying in those areas versus um you know, not eighty percent in the going to up and down the aisles, canned mm-hmm. foods, and uh, you know, just obviously things with extremely long shelf lives are just yes. chock full of corn and sugar. Doctor Amen, though he just uh, spoke about, hates corn. Apparently, corn is of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is so bad for us, and, and but it's in everything. Uh, it is literally in, in just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just chock full of pesticides and chemicals. Anyway, I'm sure people are hating me right now because yeah. it's like, and especially yeah. in the South, corn is a <laughs> it is the thing vegetable. So yeah. they'll um, even put it in a nugget just, and fry it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> One thing I also wanted to mention, though, with depression specifically, is people will generally overeat or undereat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're undereating, you're not going to have energy. You're not going to have the cognitive awareness and ability to, you know, to stay focused. So that's going to affect your mood, which is going to bring you down even in a lower form of depression. So, obviously, if you were an undereater, you should obviously try to be mindful of that and eat something. Again. You know, just go to your grocery store and eat an apple. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so just make sure that you're eating something because that you know, not eating is going to affect your mood. It's going to, um, it's going to affect your blood sugar and and it's just, again, it's just going to prolong the depression. Uh, overeating is kind of like what you were touching on. Um, just eating the wrong things. I mean, you know, if you're not getting out of bed and you're watching Netflix for 18 hours a day and, and eating a gallon of ice cream, it's just, it's not, it actually might spike your serotonin levels yeah. for uh, a little while, that which is going to make you feel better, but um, then you're just going to have a sugar crash mm-hmm. and you're going to be right back to, to where you were before, just, but maybe even a little worse. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things, too, that I hear commonly, and, and it's becoming a misnomer, at this point, I think actually, uh, I don't know how you feel about political figures. I, I really do think Michelle Obama actually had a massive impact on the price of healthy food in the United States um, because we actually saw healthy foods become much more affordable under the Obama administration. And I'm not endorsing or not endorsing anyone, but I do think there's some, some credit should be put there as well as we have seen that now maintain a trend since that administration. You can go to places like Aldi. If you're not familiar with Aldi, you should get familiar with Aldi. You can pick up the foods that Andrew's talking about. It's a smaller chain um, and you can get healthy items for a fraction of the cost of the larger grocery stores, though even places like Walmart now offer uh, a lot healthier options, yeah, Publix, Food Lion, Food City is another great one you can plug into. They have cheaper prices on their products. Aldi is actually owned by Trader Joe's. Did you know that? Yes, yeah, I, I did. And 
and that's based it's all based out of Germany um, so and the Germans have some pretty pretty healthy habits as far as food goes mo- modernly uh, anyway so yeah fried pork is <laughs> Okay, it's better than fried. Appa- apparently, it's healthier though than a corn nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I'll take Good the point. fried pork over a corn nugget. Now, <laughs> now, after you scared me to death over corn. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, he hates corn. Uh, he's just like, he'll put that in the same category yeah. as sugar. I'm not. Yeah. So healthy eating has become much more affordable. Um, so I would, I would definitely uh, encourage you to check out options there. The last thing on the list, and then we'll wrap it up, it's pretty short and sweet. This kind of goes to some of the music and shows stuff that we were talking about. But museums and aquariums. I understand that you have to be near a larger city to have access to these things. But if you have access to a museum or an aquarium, this is something you can pull your family into, particularly if there's a Discovery Museum. There's one of those in Chattanooga. We have a zoo. We have one of the larger freshwater aquariums in the United States here in Chattanooga as well. There's massive ones in Atlanta. There, in the larger cities, you're gonna see these museums and aquariums. If you're an art, artist or creative getting into an art museum, taking a look at other people's art, it, it is going to be some sort of inspiring scenario for you. Usually these museums are in really cool districts of the city too. You can hop around and explore some new things with your family, with your partner, with your friends, or even by yourself. I've found that going into an aquarium when you're anxious or depression de- or feeling depressed, it has like a massive shift in mood. It's why I think they keep those aquariums in dentist offices. <laughs> and so like, yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> like I, most of us don't like to have our teeth drilled. So I do. I think they keep massive fish tanks in the dentist's office. You can just stare at it and you feel your anxieties go away. But these larger aquariums, they're, they're, they're almost built in a way that's, that could be therapeutic as long as you're not going during peak field trip time for, <laughs> for schools then it is certainly not unless you like kids then maybe it's a win-win for you uh you get to be around some kiddos and also uh and also um, see some fish and some animals and learn some things this goes even to some of the stuff we were talking about podcasts with like learning and growing taking in new information maybe you pick up a new hobby going from a museum or an aquarium there's a there's all kinds of things that can benefit benefit you there and and things that also help you get outside of your own culture uh which is also something that's pretty cool yeah um so yeah it's a it's a way of learning i mean obviously i mean we are we should have just done this whole podcast on neuroscience you know (laughs) know. just just learning things i mean there's the saying you know try to learn something every day Mm -hmm. right i mean that's that's certainly a a way to um you know broaden your horizon Mm -hmm. you know experience different things um uh yeah throw it into your uh, calendar during your depressed season that Mm -hmm. might come up you know go to go to museums explore um you know what exhibits might you know might be might be mm-hmm. uh, coming up so yeah yeah and i mean in dc there's some of the most incredible ones that you yeah, can do a, do a road trip to dc and yeah. do some yoga and hey look if you can combine <laughs> that's what i love about this list is like you can combine them you yeah. can mix and match i wouldn't recommend doing yoga with the baby moose uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little difficult 
But anyway. I would. I would say try it. See what happens. You <laughs> yeah, know, you yeah, never right. know. Oh, wow. You know, it could become downward moose. Downward moose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel myself... Uh, I feel myself fading in my, oh, yeah. like in my intellectual yeah. ability at the moment. Yeah, we're, um, we're tired. We're, we're trailing. So <laughs> this might be a good time to wrap it up. Actually, that finishes all 20. Um, I think we went at about an hour and a half. Uh, sorry we went over, though maybe not so sorry. I think you'd enjoy the information. You can break it up into several listening sessions. So hopefully there was some entertainment in there some good laughs this yeah. go around the more we get comfortable with this i think the more our personalities are gonna show and we're both kind of humor-based yeah. dudes so again if you have any questions anything that you'd like us to focus on you can email us at uh, contact at infotraverse.com or admin at infotraverse.com <clears throat> you can also text our office line at 423-310-8206 with any questions or um, or ideas you have for the podcast that line's not a clinical text number so that's not really questions about therapy that's more just for the podcast so just just an fyi there and um, I think that I think that ends it. Our next podcast, super pumped. We're gonna have Charlie Miser on. We'll be interviewing him. Uh, he's a he's a successful businessman here in Cleveland with East West Media, um, now Digital Media that he's yeah. over. And so we're super pumped to have him on. We're gonna talk about a few things that he's pretty knowledgeable in and uh, some surprise things as well because uh, yeah. they'll surprise us. That's how it that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll be on a road trip actually yeah we'll be down in Florida <laughs> we'll be we'll be uh, road well, tripping we'll change in venue we'll be uh, looking like lobsters there so. you go I will for sure oh I definitely that's will. what happens to me um, cool well thank you guys for your time um, and again uh, shoot us any questions if you have them yep. we'll we'll catch you in a couple weeks cool toodles <laughs> <laughs> I love it you have been listening to the counselor's chair We hope you'll join us next time for our interview with Charlie Miser. Charlie is the president of East West Digital Media and a devoted family man. Andrew, Charlie, and Josh will explore ways in which friendship can move you forward in life. We will discuss how surrounding yourself with the right people can influence you towards positive living, sticking with change, and taking healthy risks. We will also uncover how toxic friendships can work against your overall success. So if you enjoy dad jokes and sincere, thoughtful reflection, it should be a good time. This podcast was recorded and produced by Josh Zello, and music installment is provided by Joel Harris Music. Thank you, and goodbye.